The Bible Study Podcast, episode 248. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of 2 Samuel with chapter 3. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. This week, we look at the continuing civil war that we get between Israel and Judah. David has become king, but king only over Judah. 2 Samuel 3. The war between the house of Saul and the house of David lasted a long time. David grew stronger and stronger, while the house of Saul grew weaker and weaker. Sons born to David in Hebron, his firstborn was Amnon, the son of Ahanoam of Jezreel, his second, Kiliab, the son of Abigail, the widow of Nabal of Carmel, the third, Absalom, the son of Makah, daughter of Talmai, king of Geshur, the fourth, Adinajah, the son of Haggith, the fifth, Shephatiah, the son of Abital, and the sixth, Ithriam, the son of David's wife, Iglah. These were born to David in Hebron. Now, the one thing you may notice is David had a number of wives, and so far he's got sons by each of them. You might conclude that this will lead to problems later on, and you would be correct, because none of these sons will be king after David. And probably only one of these names is familiar to you, and that particular name will cause a lot of trouble later on. Continuing on, Abner goes over to David. During the war between the house of Saul and the house of David, Abner had been strengthening his own position in the house of Saul. Now Saul had a concubine named Rizpah, daughter of Ayah, and Ishbosheth said to Abner, Why did you sleep with my father's concubine? Abner was very angry because of what Ishbosheth said, so he answered, Am I a dog's head on Judah's side? This very day I am loyal to the house of your father Saul and to his family and friends. I haven't handed you over to David, yet now you accuse me of an offense involving this woman. May God deal with Abner, be it ever so severely, if I do not do for David what the Lord promised him an oath and transfer the kingdom from the house of Saul and establish David's throne over Israel and Judah from Dan to Beersheba. Ishbosheth did not dare say another word to Abner because he was afraid of him. And Abner is really the one who has been holding together the house of Saul's position because Abner is the general who was the general for Saul. And as we said, he didn't go over to David. And in part, he may have not have gone over because there hadn't been a place for him because that position was already taken. But perhaps he's just loyal. And at this point, his loyalty is really questioned. His loyalty is questioned by the new king, the son of Saul. And the problem is that we get the impression that Abner hadn't done anything wrong, or at least Abner doesn't think he's done anything wrong, or at least claims he hasn't done anything wrong, but he at this point claims that he will give over to David what has been promised him, that he will undermine Ishbosheth and give the kingdom to David. And what does he do next? He undermines the house of Saul to try and give it to David. Then Abner sent messengers on his behalf to David. Whose land is it? Make an agreement with me, and I will help bring all Israel over to you. Good, said David, I will make an agreement with you, but I demand one thing of you. Do not come into my presence unless you bring Michael, the daughter of Saul, when you come to see me. Then David sent messengers to Ishbosheth, son of Saul, demanding, Give me my wife Michael, whom I betrothed to myself for the price of one hundred Philistine foreskins. So Ishbosheth gave orders and had her taken away from her husband, Paltiel, son of Laish. Her husband, however, went with her, weeping all the way to Barum. Then Abner said to him, Go back home. So he went back. 
Abner conferred with the elders of Israel and said, For some time you have wanted to make David your king. Now do it. For the Lord promised David, By my servant David I will rescue my people Israel from the hand of the Philistines and from the hand of all their enemies. Abner also spoke to the Benjamites in person. Then he went to Hebron to tell David everything that Israel and the whole tribe of Benjamin wanted to do. When Abner, who had twenty men with him, came to David at Hebron, David prepared a feast for him and his men. Then Abner said to David, Let me go at once and assemble all Israel for my lord the king, so that they may make a covenant with you, and that you may rule over your heart's desires. So David sent Abner away, and he went in peace. So, so far, so good. It looks like the conflict is just about to end. It looks like because of the insult that was done to Abner, Abner washes his hands of Ishbosheth and is going to hand the kingdom over to David. And that's the end of the story. David becomes king of all Israel, right? Except there's a problem. Last week we read that Abner had killed a brother of Joab, and Joab is the leader of David's army. And this is where the problem comes from. Just then David's men and Joab returned from a raid and brought with them a great deal of plunder. But Abner was no longer with David in Hebron, because David had sent him away and he had gone in peace. When Joab and all the soldiers with him arrived, he was told that Abner, son of Ner, had come to the king, and that the king had sent him away, and that he had gone in peace. So Joab went to the king and said, What have you done? Look, Abner came to you. Why did you let him go? Now he is gone. You know Abner, son of Ner. He came to deceive you and observe your movements and find out everything you were doing. Then Joab left David and sent messengers after Abner, and they brought him back from the cistern at Sirah. But David did not know it. Now when Abner returned to Hebron, Joab took him aside into an inner chamber, as if to speak with him privately, and there to avenge the blood of his brother Asael. Joab stabbed him in the stomach, and he died. Later, when David heard about this, he said, I and my kingdom are forever innocent before the Lord concerning the blood of Abner, son of Ner. May his blood fall on the head of Joab and his whole family. May Joab's family never be without someone who has a running sore or leprosy, or who leans on a crutch, or who falls by the sword, or who lacks food. Joab and his brother Abishai murdered Abner because he had killed their brother Asael in the battle of Gibeon. Then David said to Joab and all the people with him, Tear your clothes and put on sackcloth and walk in mourning in front of Abner. King David himself walked behind the bier. They buried Abner in Hebron, and the king wept aloud at Abner's tomb. All the people wept also. The king sang this lament for Abner. Should Abner have died as the lawless die? Your hands were not bound, your feet were not fettered. You fell as one falls before the wicked, and all the people wept over him. Then they all came and urged David to eat something while it was still day. But David took an oath, saying, May God deal with me, be it ever so severely, if I taste bread or anything else before the sun sets. All the people took note and were pleased indeed. Everything the king did pleased them. So that on that day all the people there and all of Israel knew that the king had no part in the murder of Abner the son of Ner. Then the king said to his men, Do not realize that a commander and a great man has fallen in Israel this day. And today, though I am anointed the king, I am weak, and these sons of Zariah are too strong for me. May the Lord repay the evildoer according to his evil deeds. And so Joab murders Abner, and David puts it on Joab. Because David wanted no part of it, David had no part of it. Not only does David curse Joab's family, but he also then shows great mourning for Abner. Abner was a leader who had led the people of Israel against the Philistines, against their enemies, not just in this civil war, but had led them before that. 
So he is honored as he deserves to be honored. And David, by doing this, shows the people that he is innocent of his death. And this is very useful because, again, we're about to unite the kingdom again. And it's important that David not be part of this murder. It's important that people understand that this is not the way this king will rule. And going on to 2 Samuel 4, when Ishbosheth, son of Saul, heard that Abner had died in Hebron, he lost courage, and all Israel became alarmed. And now Saul's son had two men who were leaders of raiding bands. One was named Bana, and the other Rechab, and they were sons of Rimon the Berathite from the tribe of Benjamin. Beeroth is considered part of Benjamin because the people of Beeroth fled to Gitaim and have resided there as foreigners to this day. Jonathan, the son of Saul, had a son who was lame in both feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nurse picked him up and fled, but as she hurried to leave, he fell and became disabled. His name was Mephibosheth. Now Rechab and Banah, the sons of Rimon the Berathite, set out for the house of Ishbosheth, and they arrived there in the heat of the day while he was taking his noonday rest. They went into the inner part of the house as if to get some wheat, and they stabbed him in the stomach. Then Rechab and his brother Banah slipped away. They had gone into the house while he was lying on the bed in his bedroom. After they stabbed and killed him, they cut off his head. Taking it with them, they traveled all night by the way of Arabah. They brought the head of Ishbosheth to David at Hebron and said to the king, Here is the head of Ishbosheth, son of Saul, your enemy, who tried to kill you. This day the Lord has avenged my lord the king against Saul and his offspring. David answered Rechab and his brother Banah, the sons of Ramon the Berathite, As surely as the Lord lives, who has delivered me out of every trouble, when someone told me Saul is dead and thought he was bringing good news, I seized him and put him to death in Ziklag. That was the reward I gave him for his news. How much more, when wicked men have killed an innocent man in his own house and in his own bed, should I not now demand his blood from your hand and rid the earth of you? So David gave an order to his men, and they killed them. They cut off their hands and feet and hung the bodies by the pool at Hebron. But they took the head of Ishbosheth and buried it in Abner's tomb in Hebron. Apparently, these two sons, these two Berthites, had not read earlier in the book. They had not read how David had reacted to the death of Saul. This man who was his enemy was also the king that God had appointed in Israel. And so David did not treat his death as good news and did not reward the person who said that he had killed Saul. And you just saw that this was coming, that they were going to come, they were going to bring this head to David and think it was good news and that he was going to execute them because he still considers it illegal. He still considers it wrong to kill the king. And Ishbosheth may have been his enemy, but Ishbosheth was the son of Saul the, who was appointed by God king of Israel. And so David is being consistent. And David in both of these two stories seems to be more a friend to his enemies than he does to his friends or to those who are on his side. But really, David is more faithful to his God and to a pattern of behavior that he believes as God would find acceptable. And so David puts that first. And this is one of the things that then opens up the kingdom for him. This is one of the things then that makes it so that when he becomes the king of Israel, he has the respect of the people of Israel. And so his behavior at this point is important to the rest of the story. But we'll get to that rest of the story later. With that, we're going to bring this episode of the Bible Study Podcast to a close. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at com 
or post a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at Chris2x. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. God invites us to cultivate thankful hearts by turning our eyes toward Him in good times and bad. To listen to more Abide Christian Meditations, just go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Christian Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.